Hey guys, welcome back to mantalk.ke. Always good to have you back every single week uh, on the pod, on YouTube, on our socials. Thanks for always interacting. We love it. As you can see, we're in Kofisi and this week it's a different one. We're in Karen. So if this is your hood, this is your area. There's one right opposite waterfront. It's got the same aesthetic, the same services, the same incredible coffee that is fueling us today. Uh, we'll get into that later. Um, but Kofisi, thank you so much for always being here for our seasons. And if you need a co-working space or an office for you and your company, then pull up to Kofisi. The link is in our description on the pod and on YouTube too. Boom. Yeah, he started very strongly. There we go. Um, no. That's just the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what it is. Oscar. I said just, it's rest. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been allowed to sleep this weekend and we're shooting on a Monday uh, uh, so that's I can tell I can yeah. tell you're just like you're in full smoke today always buddy you're always. so ready I got 8.5 hours so hey anyway today's episode today's episode is a Q&A um, yep. standard we usually have a very toxic sweet mm-hmm. beautiful Q&A coming in from mm-hmm. um, dealing with the questions mm-hmm. that our incredible fans um mm-hmm send us and mm-hmm. so shout out to everyone for sending us your questions yeah. we did receive them and we're going to go through them now this yeah. is never prepared mm. it's straight off the hip none of us know yeah. who's gonna yeah. ask what yeah and that's yeah. what makes this episode super saucy exactly. and that's what it makes it fun yeah and yeah Eli um I'm, are you ready with the first question or I'm always I? ready always ready always ready um, please so what we actually did is we realized there were so many questions from last season mm. so we're like let's finish them before we put out another question box so these some of you guys asked last season, so we thought, let's bring it into this one, and hopefully we finish them, and then we can jump in next season with the, the ones from this season. Okay, yeah? fair. Yeah? Fair so, so uh, Oscar Kome, mm. first, are you good, by the way? How are you this week? Um, I've had a very interesting week. That's my first question. I've had a very interesting week. Very, uh, my energy levels are good fighting. Wow. We are fighting to be on set, but we will deliver a hard, strong episode. Uh-huh. Um, I had a very eventful weekend, uh-huh. uh, like you addressed. Yes. I did not. Oh, interesting. I did not know. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. yes. I decided to enjoy myself. Yet still you glow, my friend. <laughs> Yet still you glow. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we actually, no, hold on, before you get this, we're going to get to the Q&A. But um, there's been a, an aggressive crime committed against my co-host, which I'd like to address on camera. <laughs> This man was minding his own business. I believe he was shopping, getting groceries for his mother. (laughs) He was, you know, on a trail. Let me go deliver the goods. And he went, he went. An innocent man in his vehicle with a H. I I don't know what happened because I don't want to pretend. I I don't want to assume things. But like Uh from absolute, I've been having like the worst luck. (laughs) (laughs) This man. The worst luck. Uh, so <laughs> can't even believe I'm seeing so crime. camera. Aggressive uh, crime. So I'm driving, then I just hear a thwack <laughs> from nowhere, yeah. and then I look at my windscreen and like it's cracked. Yeah. And then like me, the Buddha Buddha guys who are close to me, the car that was in front of me, mm. uh, the lady on the left side of the road who was walking, yeah. Yeah. were all like wondering what exactly is going on here. Mm. And mm. then we saw like a stone like at, the, at my bonnet, mm. meaning somebody actually threw a stone. Yeah. Yeah, there was an attempt on your life. There was an attempt on my life. Yes, what you're doing is the Lord's work, you know. Just I don't think I don't think it has anything to do with bad talk. It's probably <laughs> some of the kids uh, on that road um, no. who are playing. Conversations but then, are too honest. 
<laughs> yeah, but like mad. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. I've had to deal with that uh during the weekend. Yeah. Um and also I I decided to try and pick up golf and please note the word try. Try it. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, wow. I mean that it looks easy, but mm. trust me, man, mm. it's mm. not. So um because this is going you're going to see one of these episodes where golf is involved, little spoiler alert if this is not before. And uh one fun thing you're going to see is me saying right now that I'm very confident that I'm going to be excellent at the sport. However, I've never played it. It's going to be So when you watch the episode you know if that actually happened. Yeah, let me tell you something we, we Eli. My god. <laughs> I want to say that game <laughs> that game is yeah. that game is an easy. Yeah. I yeah. I tried it this weekend and I was yeah. like because I was it was I walk I track like I shot uh, so we were practicing at uh the jockey club at the race course at mm-hmm. long race course mm-hmm. um so i called in some relatives who are like seasoned mm-hmm. and they were telling me okay this is how you hold the club mm-hmm. my god mm-hmm. the five iron seven mm-hmm. iron mm-hmm. uh sand wedge mm-hmm. pitcher pitching mm-hmm. yes. so, you know these all these different types of clubs and yeah. it was just that like yeah yeah uh the caddy was telling me like you keep your eyes on the ball so it's my job to look at the ball and not and uh, control my swing what a half swing is a quarter swing is my mm-hmm. jesus by the time i was done mm-hmm. my whole body was tired till <laughs> now uh, yesterday i didn't do anything yeah, yeah i just slept through the day and i still feel that fatigue so mm. i'm like eh. it's not as easy as mm-hmm. you'd think mm-hmm. yeah. well I, I mean um i'm quite a seasoned player when have you heard of the nintendo wii great device um, and on the Nintendo Wii, you can actually play mm. uh, virtual golf. I've got some really crazy high scores, so I'm taking that talent. Mm. I'm taking those talents into. I have physical. a feeling. I have a feeling you're gonna. It's gonna be a rude shock for <laughs> I you. I know. You're gonna know why Tiger Woods uh, uh-huh. practiced since he was eight. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be. Yeah, it's yeah, going yeah. to be a daunting experience. It's gonna be a good. Episode. But I wish you the best. Sir. No, thank you. Sir. Uh, yes, 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 yes. I do yes, wish yes. you the best. It's gonna be a good episode. I'm very excited for you guys to watch. Yeah. So jumping um, in. That's how we are. Yeah. Let's uh, let's jump in, buddy. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. All right. Um. <clears throat> This is going to be just what the people want. This mm. is what they want. Somebody has asked. Mm. Uh, what is the largest age gap you would have in a relationship, Mr. Conley? <laughs> uh, I play between uh, greater than and less than. Shout out to <laughs> one of the producers. <laughs> greater than and less than five. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. There's a formula. So as you move... Yeah, so that, that's my range. Yeah. Greater than less yeah. than five. So like, mm. I, don't, I think beyond five years for me... Mm-hmm the converse uh, over five years i feel like we kind of lose touch and mm-hmm. context to certain conversations mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then no uh, okay depends on the person again there we go mm-hmm. one of the things this podcast has taught me and this is why eli probably has asked this question is that like my snooker we're diving in <laughs> I knew, I knew this was a trap. The moment you asked it, you knew I'd go somewhere. And I'm like, this devil. <clears throat> now, one of the things this podcast has, has kind of shown me is you might think someone is way older or way younger, but then when you have conversations with them, you find that their life experience and their perspective is as rich as someone who's probably lived to their 40s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like having like high value conversations on this podcast um, or valuable conversations of this podcast to avoid the word high value mm-hmm. um, has absolutely like revolutionized kind of my thinking around dating and relationships. So I'm still mm-hmm. coming to grips with that. Mm-hmm. So before I, I, I used to be uncomfortable with uh, going into conversations uh, of a certain tenor with people who are over five years any younger than five years but of late because i've kind of seen a lot of 
Gen Z kind of awareness, self-awareness mm. coming from social media content and as well as the challenge of just being human mm, mm. in today's modern age. I'm seeing a lot of perspective from younger people mm. and I'm also seeing um, myself relate a lot more with people who are outside of that range that I've just said. Mm. So it's it's a mm. very interesting thing mm. and I don't want to block my blessings. So, mm. Mm. hey man, uh, I'm an open book, so whatever works for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but like, don't be over... <laughs> Don't be, don't be my auntie. But let's not get crazy. Yeah. Let's not get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Optics, come on. Yeah. 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 So interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I think it is. I, I was going to give a similar answer to you. I think it's definitely based on upbringing, environment, and experience. Yeah. Because exactly, basically, I echo what you're saying. Like I've had interactions that have shocked me when I do find out their age. Yeah. Uh, interactions, conversations, had conversations that have then shocked me. Uh, interactions for <laughs> sure. You know? No, conversations <laughs> which have then shocked me after. So I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, really? Um, but I had a conversation once with some girls that were my age. So like uh, touching 30 and they were saying they can't date anyone less than 40 years old. And they were all agreeing in the car. They're like, yeah, 40 is the 40s minimum, 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 which is strange. So I think for ladies, it's very different. So I, I think as also as guys, when you're when you're like early 20s, then the gap is quite small. When you start getting like further down your twenties, you find that you can still match the girls in your in their early twenties. Yeah, I think because they mature faster than us, hundred percent. I'm I'm going to ask uh, the next follow up question that's yeah. from the question box also. Uh-huh. So, what are your thoughts about dating outside your class? I don't uh, I don't uh, recommend, but it's case by case. I don't recommend it. I feel like it's the same way. Like. Um, it's actually some, the same question. Yeah. Great. Shout out to you. Uh, so, yeah, some, that question. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, I think one of the great things with when you find someone in a relationship is like the familiarity, mm-hmm. right? That you can kind of um, the beauty of like referencing things that you both know. Having I think sometimes similar experiences is actually a good thing, um, unless uh, you're both very easy to and susceptible to like evolve. But I feel like if you want things to go easier, it's like with race, right? Um, obviously, dating outside of race is completely fine. It's perfect, but you find people date within their race because there's much more familiarity, right? So I feel like it's the same way with um, like upbringing, class, etc. There's going to be exceptions case by case, but you don't want to add because a relationship already is a lot to take on to involve someone in your life and then merge families. I'm assuming, I'm, when you say relationship, I'm assuming like marriage, merging families. There's going to be too many technicalities that there's so much of a vast difference. Like I don't, yeah, I, don't, I personally don't um, advocate for it. Do you think um, it's uh, there's a difference between men and women in that situation? Because I feel like for women, if they date outside the social class, I don't think the impact is that high, as long as they have certain principles and virtues. But for men, I think like as a guy, the problem, I wish I could sit here on this podcast and honestly say that men don't suffer a certain pressure from dating even without dating, just from succeeding in life and from trying to mm-hmm. kind of live the life that they want to envision. I think mm-hmm. most men go through that pressure because w- the pressure to kind of provide mm-hmm. and protect has always traditionally fallen on men. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as an African man, that's kind of what I've seen. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for a man, um, ultimately you're the one who so sh- upwards social and economic mobility rests on your shoulders as a man. There's no, you can't marry up mm. or marry out mm. of a social mm. situation. Mm. Mm. But like, I feel like for women, it's mm. much, I don't know. I think the, gen, the, the general formula is, <clears throat> and this is just like maths at the moment. I feel like women generally do date up. Like that's just, 
fact, like you said, and made Dayton down. So I feel like you, you said for them to change a class, it would also be to do with going up, which is what they'll do even if it was in the same class. Right? Yeah. You'd always date someone that's doing something. And I think that's as they should. Like, I think it's more attractive when a guy is got his stuff together. And it's going to be more attractive if a guy yeah. is already from an environment that for you is aspirational. Ex- that's going to be attractive. Exactly. It's a guy versus girl sort of dynamic. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I think. It's, I, it's, I it's a particular. Yeah. Women, with the women uh, changing class, I think, yeah. Yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. it really, because I don't think like for women dating outside of the economic class has as many hazards. That's what mm. I'm trying to say. We, mm. In the sense that. I, for us as men, because me, I can tell you as a young man, um, mm. here's the problem. Like, lifestyle inflation is real mm. among young men mm. and among society, not just young men, in society today. Lifestyle mm. inflation is a reality. And mm. a lot of it has been caused, a, especially in urban areas, mm. um, a lot of it has been caused, A, by a lot of, like, social media content that's pushing a luxurious lifestyle that in mm. many ways, if, if you look at, let's say, the African economic system mm. or the economic system, most economic systems across the world, mm are very unrealistic. So mm. you as a guy, if you start to date someone who's not of a particular class mm. or who is not empathetic towards your financial reality, you can't outside your class, but mm. just make sure that that person is is not, doesn't make you unable to invest in yourself during the mm. course of your growth as a young man. I always feel like yeah. that's the hazard for me. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. But then again, okay, so now let's, let's fast forward. Say we're 55 years old and we've okay. got a daughter, right? Okay. <clears throat> Um, would you prefer, say, okay, let's presume um, mm. and predict that we've been very successful. Yeah. Um, yeah, 56, like we've made it with close to retirement, mm-hmm. good business, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Then we have a daughter who's now been born into a certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Let's call it affluent, right? Mm-hmm. My daughter, you know, she's she travels a lot. She's gone abroad, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then she comes, she's in the house. Would you rather she brings through the door somebody that is a son of your friend and from the golf club so he's had a similar life mm-hmm. but he's kind of like eh, i'll inherit it like he's not got that kind of work ethic because he's been born into it or would you rather your daughter brings through the door somebody that's definitely not there yet but like he's got something that he's building and he's got a very good trajectory but it's mm-hmm. going to take a lot of like tough work and you might have to help him which one would you prefer be because that's me mm. now mm. because that's myself today mm. And I think that's now the place where, um, I think that's now the place where I've seen a lot of online conversations go left, mm. because most people will go, "Don't date potential. Potential doesn't mm. really. Mm, mm. Don't date potential. Okay. Mm. So you you'll date the finished product, mm. but also understand that um, for us as men, we work gradually for us to succeed, especially." Someone's done the work for you in your generation for you to be able to live the life that you live today. For men, it's the most, not just men, men and women, mm. it's the most direct relationship. If you're mm. seeing someone live a certain lifestyle, it means that either their dad or their dad's dad or their dad's dad. Yeah, someone did the work. Yeah, did the work. Yeah. So like if this person, if I'm in a position where I've, I kind of understand what to do, I'd mentor that young man. Because mm. if he knows the hardships of not having much, Mm. of having to build a business on your own mm. of having to you know do the work that your generation has asked of you so that your next of you know your bloodline can you know live better mm. in the future mm. then me i'm 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 for i'm for mm. that i'm for like the mm. the the mentorship mm. but then also at the same time i think Eli, there's also the third option that mm-hmm. most most men think that because a guy comes from a good background uh, or not not men society mm. has also pushed the narrative of the evil privileged boy 
Mm. You get what mm. I mean? Not mm. everyone who comes from privilege is mm. a bad person. Yeah, I was using it for the same contrast. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, you mm. see, that's a reality that um, there are good guys out there who have really, really good backgrounds and are really, really focused and have been given a lot of principles and values by family mm. and they'll take care of someone in your life. Mm. But for me, the human human beings are so unpredictable. You might find that that person who has all of those virtues when they walk into someone into your life might actually be mm. a bigger harm than good mm. and people are at different stages of development mm. so it's never like a straight line mm. yeah i'll pick I'll, if i could i'd pick c by the way yeah i'd pick c 100 everyone would pick, pick c. c because it's like okay yeah everyone i know your dad c. yeah <laughs> like do you know what i mean i know your dad yeah, yeah i'd definitely pick c um cool that was just the debate that i was i thought yeah really nice yeah, 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 yeah really yeah. nice but then at the same time guys if you're but i have to say this um before you start dating as a guy, get your stuff together. Mm, just indeed. just to close it off. Like, mm, Don't mm, think, oh, she didn't like me because of my economic class. No, no, no. This world doesn't care about excuses. Mm. And trust me, as a guy, ultimately, the ball rests with you. No one is going to marry you so that mm. you can get out of your situation. Mm. That doesn't happen for mm. men. So. Oh, sorry. You mentioned something about potential and the whole dating potential thing online. I was going yeah. to jump in, but I wanted you to finish um, your point. I, I think that narrative of like don't take potential is actually bad because I think yeah. if there's one thing you can't take away from somebody is their potential. Yeah. And the fact that it's looked at like a bad thing when someone's at the beginning of their journey <laughs> is got it's so inverted. It should be literally the other way around. Because say um, somebody's um, got that privilege they've, they've inherited, et cetera, et cetera. If it goes away and they've never had that sort of grind, it's going to be much tougher for them. And the person that started from nothing and had that you know potential from the jump and had to like m- maximize on that those two people, their trajectory, whatever happens to this guy, he's still going to go up. If this guy loses whatever he has and goes down, it's going to be very hard for him to now sort of get his stuff together and start again mm. from scratch if he entered at this level. Exactly. So I think data potential is actually a good thing, personally. Yeah. 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 For me, I always say you can't measure a man's ambition. Mm. You can't. And you, mm. it's... <laughs> okay, let me put it this way. So I was talking to my younger sister the other day, and my older one as well. I was talking to my sisters. And I was telling them, there are two things we usually look at in, in, a, in any human being. And it's a very, very good indicator of how successful that person, actually three, how successful that person will be. Three things that I think, if you look at someone and you just measure them and, you, you, and they have those three qualities, it doesn't matter what everything else they have, it might actually work out in their life. Yeah. The first one is persistence. Mm-hmm. If you notice that someone isn't necessarily the brightest or the most gifted, but they can persistently like commit to something. Mm. Someone goes to law school, mm. does mm. four years, falters, mm. does the other two, mm. okay, mm. gets to seven, finishes. Mm. You see, he already, even if it's how difficult, if you're supposed to do it in five years, does it in six, seven, eight. Mm. If he's gone through that and he knows how to stay in difficulty mm. because he believes in himself or in an idea, that's mm. someone I look at. If you're in med school, Fig- mm. med school school fees is an issue figures mm. a way out of it is persistent in his dream of being a doctor becomes a doctor mm. that's something I always watch mm. because mm. sometimes you can be intelligent you can be gifted but you don't have that grit mm. you don't have that capacity to mm. that stick to itiveness yeah. to hold on to mm. an idea or a dream mm. to the point of seeing it come into reality yeah. so yeah. that's my first one persistence i think it trumps talent and intelligence every day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um the second one is open mindedness because someone who's open-minded is someone who can actually sit down and like talk to anyone and get money from multiple revenue streams he goes up and down the um up and down the the income calendar the income pyramid he can talk to the guy who's at the bottom of the pyramid earning zero to 
to 20 to 10,000 mm. or and he can talk to the guy at the top who's earning over a million over a million shillings. Mm. Mm. That ability to be able to relate on all levels with these people mm. means that you're able to be both the lion and the bacteria in every business on opportunity. Mm. You're the lion, you're the apex at the top mm. and at the bottom you can relate and build a business for people at the bottom. Mm. There's no one wealthier than that. Mm. You go across all races, all colors, all sexual mm. orientations, mm. all re- all religious creeds. Mm-hmm. If you're able to close business with, with people like that, you can you have that relatability. I always say that's a huge indicator mm. that that person is going to be very very successful. Mm. Um, then the third one is character, mm. because it means that this person understands that their word is their bond. Mm. You get what I mean? That they understand that there's value in everything that they do. You know, if they have integrity, so they're able to maintain those relationships and they're able to persist it through those relationships and create value. Mm. Those three things, whenever I see those three things in someone, mm. whether it's a man or a woman, I always mm. know this person, mm. this person is going places. Mm. The beautiful thing about what you said is the, the persistence, you, requ- you require persistence if you have character because you're going to get there so much longer if you have character and integrity because it's not always rewarded immediately like um anyone else outside of that so that's actually they very they very much link yeah like you need to have the um the persistence if you're going to do things like linear the right way exactly so i agree completely yeah agree. so yeah. if Good a stuff. guy has yeah. that even to going back to the previous question it, those are the things i look at mm. like mm. even when someone saying i like your sister i like your mm. you know your cousin your relative i just mm. measure those three things if i mm. see he has them mm. yeah she's okay mm. but then if i if I see he's not as persistent, mm. but you, these things can be natural. No one is perfect. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Okay. My question. Next question. What is your greatest insecurity as a man and how do you overcome it? Uh, hmm. 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 Let me think about it. Wait, let me think about it. I don't want to just That's jump That's a hot in. one. I'm not just going to talk for the sake of talking. Wait there. I want to, I want to think, I want to think, I want to think. Ladies it's and gentlemen, we're oh. about to dive in. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, um, it's it's changed. It's changed as I've grown up, because um, so my priorities have changed, and then that means what I care about and what um, makes me insecure has changed. Um, I'll I'll start from maybe like formative years. Formative years, um, my biggest insecurity was probably being different. Like I was always conscious of the fact that I was different. I've talked about my upbringing so many times. Um, being black, number one. Um, being a relatively short guy compared to my other peers, number two. Um, and always, if I'm ever in a group or we're walking in a mall, you see a group, but you always like, oh, the group and then the black guy. Like, that was a big thing for me, always being seen. But as I kind of got older, I was like, no, this is a good thing. Like, yeah. This is outstanding. Like, I can stand out from the crowd in every aspect. So I now doubled down on that. Um, I've talked about this so many times, I won't repeat myself. But I doubled down on it, used it as leverage, um, put it into my, just my social standings, youth sport, etc. to be like, if I'm going to stand out, I'll stand out for the right reasons and I'll get respect from that. That was number one. Um, number two, like now when I'm like early, early sort of 20s, um, I think my biggest insecurity then was how intelligent I was compared to my peers. Because I was like, okay, we're coming to the end of our education how much do I actually know about like life? Because you know when no one really knows when you're 22, you just finished school, and then the real world is on that side. You're like, do I have what the takes. intelligence to actually deal with real world stuff? So that now translated into me being like, I need to find out about tax. I need to find out about business. I need to find out about mortgages, this. Like just stuff you're not taught mm-hmm. sort of in school. Because I was like, I don't want to get left behind in the real world scenario. 
Um, there was that, and that kind of also coupled with the fact that, okay, now I'm quote unquote having to be have the idea of being a man, and then my my insecurity was like, okay, am I ready for another person in my life? Because at that point, I was in my first relationship, so it was all of that kind of real world um, next step of my life. That was a massive pressure that turned into like an insecurity, like, am I am I enough? Um, and then I'd say the most recent insecurity. Uh, I talked about this in one of the first episodes this season. I didn't realize it was insecurity until it was highlighted. Um, weakness as in general. Like, I had a really ba- very bad relationship with weakness. And I didn't know it was insecurity till when I was mapping out anything that's gone wrong in my life. There was a lot of self... And I know we did an episode on, like, self-love. But there's a lot of, like, um, high... high um, I'd say, like, I put myself on a very high level across the board, like, in my life. And when I fall short of that... I can't attribute that falling short to me. Like I can't think that is because of me. Like I messed up because I have the capability to do the wrong thing in that scenario. So after conversations, I've realized one of my biggest insecurities now is like, I have a very bad relationship with weakness and failure. So I need to work on that so that when that stuff happens, I can be like, okay, this is a bad thing that's happened. It's because of you. And it's okay that it's because of you. I talked about this in episode one. Yeah. So right now, that's my biggest um, insecurity is definitely that weakness. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's strong. Yeah. yeah. Strong. Yeah. We did talk about it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't yeah. think I need to. This is very live. Like this is yeah. happening right now in my life. Yeah. Right now yeah. in my life. Yeah. Don't think How about need you? To, What's your biggest? You don't need to emphasize the point there. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. You, your relationship with failure is, is different. But like, oh. I think it's hard for everyone, buddy. Mm. You're not alone there. Yeah. Um, mm. mm. But yeah, I think we have uh, we have we have survived failure after failure, Mr. Mo. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, so oh, okay, let me differentiate. <laughs> by the way, let me differentiate failure. So here's the thing. Here's yeah. the thing. Um, and I actually had the conversation with my therapist. Exact this exact thing. Yeah. Because the failure you just referenced was like business, right? Yeah. I'm okay with failure in business because I love it. Love it. it. That's yeah. the thing. And whenever, whenever, whenever it happens, I was I love the game. Yeah, you I do. Love it. That's your I, sentence. Yeah, yeah. I, I love, I love the, game. the game. I love the game. I love right? the game. So we're, we're not giving up it's, yet. It's not giving up because <laughs> if I see failure. In like in that respect, and I had this conversation. If I see failure, like I've pitched one. for something, perfect example. I won't say the brand. Per- this is not for us, for myself, for the man, yeah, yeah. not man talk. Perfect example. I get a phone call from a brand. Oh, Eli, uh, we want you to do this uh, campaign. Uh, these are good. This is where it's going to be distributed. One yeah. of them is billboards. One of them is on digital platforms. And then there's going to be an ad running, like on YouTube ads, right? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, sure, cool, cool. Here's a quote, whatever. Um, and then you know when you have that, you know, very very well now the back and forth. Uh, can you do this? Yeah, can you, can you substitute this? And I make a beautiful package. This is discounted. And the maths is mathing. Like, this makes sense. Um, and then I'm like, cool, okay. Um, here, here you go. Then, you know, when, like, the time period's a bit long, so you're like, guys, what's going on? They're like, oh, yeah, we're still just uh, figuring it out. Because I'm like, okay, I love chasing up. So, again, I'll call again, like, in a few weeks. By the way, guys, like, can we, because I'm, I'm traveling, I need to know if we're shooting this thing mm. that's going out. I'll tell you the brand out. I don't think I told you the brand. Um, so then... Uh, Am I hearing this for the first time? Yeah, 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 yeah. So then they're like, okay, yeah, mm. we're going to get back to you. Then I'm at a restaurant like this. I'm at a restaurant and I look outside the window and I see the billboard. <laughs> hey, I see the billboard I was meant to be on. And it's not the fact, like, it's not that I wanted to be on a billboard. It's the fact you've literally not, like, I've followed up so much and I've, someone else has been chosen apart from me. For me, that's a failure, like, for some reason. Like, someone's been chosen, that's not me. Um, and I've not been given good reasons. So this is where the failure bit comes in. So I see it and I'm like, that's, that's, that's annoying. So while I'm there looking at the billboard, I call them, hey, uh, so I see the campaign's gone ahead. They go, oh yeah, we chose someone else. I'm like, 
okay, that's fine. But I always say to a client, like, can you give me feedback as to why? Was it my pricing? Was it this? Was it the package? And they're like, no, no, they're just like someone else. I'm like, okay, but like, was it, like, what was it? Was it the money? They're like, no, the money was fine. They just preferred the other guy. I see how triggering this could be with you. Uh, yeah. the history. <laughs> I see how triggering yeah, this Yeah, and be. I'm like, okay. Because you process failure's rejection. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I process that like that. So yeah. I got, so when something ah, like that happens, when something like that happens, I'm like, yeah. Okay, say less. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There'll be a, there'll be it's a, cool. There'll it's be cool. a debt. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, I take yeah. that very well because that actually, I can work from negative energy. Like when yeah. it comes to business, right? Yeah. That's fine. Where my issue with failure is bad and where it can like, I've spiraled once probably yeah. in my adult life is when it challenges my morality or when it challenges my ethics or when it challenges like who I think I am as Eli outside of work, like mm. Eli as an individual. Yeah. Um, and when I disappoint myself that's the worst type of failure that that really gets to me like yeah. i think i would do this in a situation and i do this i'm like how on earth you how did I, so yeah. i'm very hard on myself with that but business stuff i take it as okay cool, cool fine because especially in this industry of content like you're rejected multiple times you can think you are the business but yeah. you're told very quickly you're not um and that happens you get i get rejected on social media stuff maybe four or five times a month standard yeah yeah like 60 percent rejection 40 percent. so for you history. it's the it's your battle with morality morality yeah. and me as like eli like yeah. what i think i stand for when i mess up there when your image of who you are is yeah dented. and not to any image to me like not anyone else like yeah. my image of myself so i see that yeah okay yeah, yeah. hey deep yeah, yeah. yeah you're deep yeah. i was deep yeah, yeah i told you the snorkels are out baby I was deep. so how, do, how are yeah. you remedying it so how are you um so number one is she said well th- this is what i was i'm trying to practice when it happens, it's like, accept that it's happened. And it was you. It's not like, don't look for fault anywhere else. It was you and you're capable of that. And that's not a bad thing. Like you're a human being. Like you're capable of messing up once. I said this in the first episode, same scenario, messing up again. You go with the same scenario, you still mess up and that's okay. And that's, everyone has that capability. Mm. Yeah. So it's just being like, it's just absorbing it and not running from it and be like, no, no there's no way, there's no way in spiraling. How, what, where did I mess up? Yeah. 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 Wow. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm still processing that. Yeah, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so my biggest insecurities, I think I'll go through. So when I was much younger, I I, said, I told you, I went through a kind of a very successful academic like mm. phase of my life. And yeah. um, I've always kind of wanted to prove that I'm capable of getting to those heights. Mm. And uh, some of my professors growing up were trying to like give me slides. Oh, Oscar, I can't believe this is the same student who was like, no, no, no. So like, Ooh. it really got to me when I was younger. Like, I'd always try and prove that I'm that guy. Yeah. Um. So I've always tried to kind of differentiate myself in that way mm. to kind of recreate a, mm. that academic success. This is the problem with when you're academically successful very early mm. in life or you're very good at something very early in life. Mm. You might stay in life chasing that same glory, mm. chasing that same high. Yeah. And... Um, and that's what I did, like for majority of my life, if you look at what I've kind of tried to achieve is I've tried to create this exemplary mm. career and exemplary academic life. Mm. And I have fallen short more than I've succeeded. Mm. So kind of how I dealt with that kind of, cause for me falling short over such an absolute goal mm. was really like failure ultimately. Mm. So how I process that is I kind of reduced myself, mm. um, and kind of took myself out of certain conversations where I could be in. Like I didn't, mm. I stopped pursuing excellence as as hard as I used to. Mm. And I allowed myself to kind of fall into, I mm. hate to say 
the mediocre average kind of thing. Mm. But you know, for people who know me, it doesn't feel mediocre or average for them. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yo, you're still doing really well. But then for me in my head, I'm like, yo, bro, like, mm. Mm. like, yo, in my, in my, according to my own standards, I've fallen really, really short. And yeah. like, I'm always pursuing that standard. Even if you see kind of with man talk and how I want to kind of mm. use what we've built for kind of my mm. own selfish reasons. Mm. Even when I say I have some selfish reasons, it's mm. like, I want to use this to be able to get back to that exactly. place, you yeah, remember? Yeah. And like, um, at some point, I think it was like this year, I've just started like developing such a deep appreciation for who I am now. Like, oh. you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, man, yeah. and it's like, mm. this happened that day for the dinner for getting sworn in. I'm not going to cry on camera, but like. Yeah, that was prop, yeah. Yeah, like when I joined the bar, man, like, oh, yeah. grab it. It's happening again. Yeah. When I well, yeah, when I joined the bar, man, like yeah. for me, it was such a big Bruh. validation. Mm. Like it was worth it because, like, mm. I always say, like in the Bible, my favorite verse in the Bible. Um, mm. Not to go religious on guys here, uh, because we are we support all religions mm. on this podcast. But like, um, in the Bible, there is there is there is a place where Paul was shipwrecked on an island after he mm. was just arrested, mm. and uh, when he was shipwrecked. They were, you can imagine they were swimming in the cold beach and then they're like trying to get to shore and they're all like freezing. So the temperatures are really low. They got marooned somewhere towards um, Sicily. Oh. And so they're really, really cold. So they sit down because they were headed towards Rome. So it's somewhere um, between the journey. Oh. Um, so it's really, really, really cold and they're seated down. And so they put a fireplace together uh, and the prisoners are sitting around that fireplace and they put on the fire trying to warm themselves from the freezing cold of the ocean. Oh. And from nowhere, a snake jumps out. And out of all of the prisoners, oh. this guy gets, Paul is one who gets bitten by the snake. Oh. And then everyone says, what bad luck, da 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 oh. But he survives that bite and then like ends up to spread the gospel in, in that island. And oh. before he goes on to his journey, when he goes on to Rome for judgment, like that's like, like being marooned on that island was a blessing for that island because that, I, that island knew Christ. Oh. You know, that story, like, for mm. me, is very much like the story of, like, man talk. Because yeah. where I was in my life was, like, career, finish law school, mm. do the master's. Mm. Then do the master's, mm. then continue with your successful career towards mm. that Ivy League university you've always dreamt of going. Yeah. Like, but, like, I always felt like the man talk kind of journey was, like, the side quest towards the main quest. Mm. And mm. now I'm starting to see side talk as the main quest. Mm. Like, mm. no, it wasn't just something for you to do as you yeah. wait for your real path to open up. Mm. This thing was meant to really open your eyes as to your potential, as to who you really are. Mm. So I developed a real deep sense of self-love now. Yeah. And that's not something I had previously. Mm. And that's like, mm. and my biggest insecurity, I guess now, is like living up to my own expectations again, because now I'm back in that, mm. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. I'm back in that main quest. Yeah. Hey, you've mm. just gotten sewn in. Mm. You have this business now. You always mm. wanted to be an entrepreneur. Excellent. Mm. Now you have that business. Okay, let's, mm. what is the main quest? Mm. And I'm like, nah, B, there's no mm. main quest. I am the main quest. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I battle every day. It's mm. that thing for, no, this is not, this is something I'm taking very seriously. Mm. This is something that's going to, that's brought a lot of joy to people who are watching us. This is something mm. that I have to give respect and time i have a, this amazing friend mm. brother and co-host mm. like how do we make mm. that grow mm. i have little b little beryl in the background mm. how do mm. we challenge her mm. and challenge the team that we work with to kind of continue to push the needle and push the envelope mm. 
Mm. So that's been kind of my biggest, mm. I say, I wouldn't say my biggest fight is yeah, that now. Yeah. Um, and being thankful for all of it. Mm. Thanking God and my family and everyone around me mm. for all of it. And mm. to communicate that I'm thankful and to mm. communicate that gratitude enough. Mm. That's so beautiful, man. I think that's incredible. And I think one of the amazing things is sometimes it takes that value, like that being at a peak and then actually going through that early in life. Because some people... Yeah they peak later and then they quote unquote fail by society standards later when there's so many dependents and other things in their life that would now suffer but the fact that yours happened mad early and then from that you've actually like risen on a to a higher level and sort of caught up with that trajectory that you found i think now even when you're going forward into the next like sort of stage whatever happens you're not going to base the the value of what's exactly. happening around you on the things that you're doing if it's education if it's the if it's the podcast mm -mm. if it's financially so i think it's good that it happened yeah mad early. exactly there's no it yeah. can't get worse it can't, it can't yeah can't and when worse. you when you kind of at the yeah. mountaintop then you crash yeah. um and then now you pick yourself up again and like mm. you find yourself like back there mm. in that place even higher mm. like of course the biggest fear you're gonna have is maybe i can lose it all again mm. i have to constantly check my character mm. ask myself okay what lessons have i learned mm. am i treating the people around me well enough mm. am i thinking enough about myself and my own mental health mm. am i think you know all these little concerns yeah. that you know someone who has not had a great rise and fall wouldn't mm. think about yeah. like yeah. you got what i mean yeah. Yeah. yeah like hey that's why i fight to be daily mm. like mm. okay oscar do you think you're ready for a relationship i'm like ah, mm. ah, so let's, uh, let's put a yeah. pin on that yeah. Hey. Yeah. Season, season 13 let's chill yeah. all right next uh, question is yours buddy question. yeah, yeah. If you don't, have you heard that parable i don't know if you've actually spoken about it before the guy the the guy who like has the horse and then breaks his leg and then the Chinese guy. Are we <laughs> no, tell me. Oh, so. <laughs> say the parable. <laughs> the parable. I'll, 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 misquote, I'll probably misquote it. Mm. Um, but it goes like this. It was like a small town uh, in, we'll call it China or India. Mm -hmm. right? Is it the one? It's India. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, so there's a young guy who's really talented at horse riding. And <laughs> <laughs> is it the one, right? <laughs> he's like super talented. Because I heard it said the other day and I was like, I think we said this on our live. Yeah. So he's really talented at horse riding. Um, and he's horse riding one day and then there's like a competition and they're like, oh, you're going to be amazed. You're going to win the competition. Uh, and then he breaks his leg, doesn't get to go, go to the competition. Everyone's like, oh, that's so, so unfortunate. That's so unfortunate. That's so sad. Yeah. And then the wise man in the village is like, ah, oh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and, then, and then a few months later, uh, there's like war breaks out. Because <laughs> he has a broken leg. <laughs> exactly. He has a, broken, he has a broken leg, so he can't go. And everyone says, oh, you're so lucky. You're so lucky that you don't have to go to war. We'll see. And he's like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. The, the old guy's like, oh, we'll wait and see. And then, what's the next bit of it? What's the next bit? Yeah. After the war. Yeah, he stays uh, home. He stays home. And then like, uh, what was it? After the war, he, what, wait. The uh, well, end of the parable. Yeah, after the war. After the war, he stays home. Sit, but uh -huh. then a famine strikes. Uh -huh. And then they get raided. But uh -huh. he can't run because he has a broken leg yeah yeah i think and then, and then everyone's like oh that's so unfortunate yeah that's so unfortunate, that's so unfortunate. then he says ah we'll, we'll, see. we'll see but because he can't run yeah the land starts flourishing oh, and again so. it's abundant yeah. by the time he's back his legs have healed yeah. and a whole field of horses come and see him and now he ends up yeah then everyone's yeah. like oh you're so lucky yeah and then even the guy it, says we'll wait and see we'll wait and see and then, then the story yeah, yeah the story yeah. yeah that was the one that was the one so, because, <laughs> because, yeah. that's how it feels like with that with that story yeah about. like yeah. it's very ah uh, we'll see ah mantok it's such a fantastic story la, la, la. you're going to do your master's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, see, we'll see we'll see ah, we'll see yeah, yeah. yeah.
But, yeah. but uh, hey, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, good, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite quotes is like when someone's, I think it was my dad that tells me like, be humble in like victory and also the yeah, and defeat, defeat, man. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, <laughs> little fun one. Okay. Little, little fun one here. Okay. Uh, question. I don't know what it is. After after like a few more, we'll just do quick fire so we we actually get through them. What uh keeps your? Let me actually read it exactly how it's written. <laughs> Mark, what is written? As you always say, at book club. Mark, what is written? <laughs> Uh, shout okay. out to escape book club shout out to escape book club uh, what is the one thing that keeps your brotherhood strong apart from man talk fura nikupati na marafiki yeah I think life man just life tell the people buddy what, what keeps his brotherhood strong outside of man talk man tell us oh my god huh? that is a lot man there's there's something me and eli we call a bossa nova moment mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. where me and eli are constantly in situations of either great success great success <laughs> or, yeah. Yeah. trepidation or, or trepidation <laughs> total failure yes yes um, the latter is more <laughs> than the, than the yeah first. where like some yeah. of us have to change face you yeah. know wear a different face mm. uh, fight through situations mm. and just like uh the best example i can say is just being in the trenches together yeah i feel like yeah this thing called life bro like mm. the fact that we're able to do it together everything mm. trust me and everyone knows if you know i know that i know everything he mm. knows everything yeah everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> too much, uh, too much. Uh, when you go out yes we know well, I, I can't see you g where are you don't worry buddy just say code word code just word. say the code words and i don't like leave him alone <laughs> mutually assured uh, destruction <laughs> The you know, shares, the but shares. then the time you're watching this video <laughs> yeah. will probably be in London. This is correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, creating yeah. memories. Yes. Yes. Of more. great fear. Yes. Of great success. Yes. <laughs> During uh, Freshers Week. Oh, it's been a journey, hasn't it? Jeez. Future Oscar, if you're watching this. Yeah. Know that. <laughs> you were thought about in this moment. Yes. 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 Uh, because again, mm. uh, it's something when you and your homie mm. fail together. Yeah. And succeed together. It's it's, mm. it's a whole other relationship. Oh, it's outstanding. It is. Outstanding. Yeah, look at his face. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and, it, and just because of the nature of the program, the nature of what we're trying to do, yeah, it's made us have to go deep. Like it's made us have to have conversations that are tough. Like yeah. It's made us have to go to that place. Yeah. And I think sometimes friendships and relationships, you don't get that chance. It's very service level, superficial. Yeah. I was talking to one of our mutual friends the other day, and she was like, um, "I feel like our group sometimes." We have we've had those deep moments earlier, but it's, it's been a while since we had yeah. deep connecting kind of moments, and that comes from number. I always advocate traveling it doesn't have to be expensive or just traveling. going somewhere on yeah. a Friday and then staying till Saturday. Like having that twenty four hours with someone, having that weekend with someone, experiencing a new area, a new place. Um, I think it's incredible for any relationship, romantic or just platonic yeah. or just buddies or groups. I remember what word used thing. to describe a kind of our friend group and me and you was wholesome. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, it's very true. Very do you remember? True. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. During some very beautiful circumstances. Oh, it's the, the best. The best. The best. Uh, <laughs> along the coastline. Yes, yes, mm, yes. In yes. a place called Watamu. Yes. My goodness. Glorious, glorious. Shout out to Cliff. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Like, I and everyone else involved. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I think as well, like what, what's happened with us is like we've also attracted similar people. Yeah. That have that emotional intelligence, that development, that life experience. To when we go somewhere, there's no egos, and that's rare. For like men to go somewhere, there's no egos. Yeah, no one's nothing. no one's doing too and every, much. And everyone, if they wanted to, could have they could ego. go crazy. Everyone could go mad, with them, but like there's zero. Crazy. There's that appreciation. And I heard uh, Kevin Hart talking on an interview, I think with Jay, 
Jay Z, mm. and they, they were saying like mm. real people that have got like real success, they're not challenged by anyone else's success at all, so at all. So they can coexist and they can generally appreciate and chip in and help, uh, regard even if it's at their detriment because they don't mind because you you succeeding right now is not going to take away from what I'm doing, even if we're having the same. We're doing the same thing. He was giving an example of him and The Rock. He has a tequila. The Rock has a tequila. But he's like, I will hold up The Rock's tequila and leave mine on the table and say, you should buy this. Because regardless of what happens to mine, I want to see my friend succeed. I think when you have that kind of mindset, even with our friendship group, you're all going to elevate and no one's going to get left behind if we have that similar mindset. So if Cliff has an event with Pocket Gym, we're all going to turn up. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're going to lose, like you're, you've got a bag yeah. you have to chase here. Like, let me pull up for the boy. Even, it's, it's even if for an hour. Even for an hour. Like if Georgie yeah. has an event, like a, like a product, you're yeah. going to go, you're going to show up. Like even if it's painful. Or yeah, even, even the if, book club. Thing. Even if you've yeah. not read the book. <laughs> yeah, even if you've not read the book, like you're going to, you're going to show up in cause hell. Regardless, yeah. if, if your team has an event yeah. or has something going on, you'll always go. Or Kaz or Victor. So yeah, exactly. So having that kind of, and the other day we had an event, one of our boys had an event and then I remember Victor actually called me and I was in bed. You know those ones where you're just, mm. you're, you're settled, you have your crisps, mm. uh, eat healthy, but you have your crisps, you have your peanut butter, your sandwich, mm. it's just, ah. Uh. And then I was like, bro, I don't know if I can. He goes, if, if you had something, they'll pull up for you. And I was like, say less. Yeah. Put the phone down, boom, boom. So I think, yeah, that's what's, uh, to answer the question, that's what's helped our friendship. Yeah. Having this relationship and having um, a group around us as well with very similar yeah. values and goals. And also think yeah. like our relationship has educated other people on how to have a relationship. 100%. 100% because yeah. like when they kind of meet yeah. me and Eli and mm. how we relate, everyone mm. wants to have that. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. That, they yeah. kind of, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. It yeah. creates a kind of energy. So yeah. love you boys, man. Yeah. Love love the crew. Yeah. Love the boys. Yeah. So yeah. I love all the time. Hey, hey. Wait. You can't just say, you can't just. <laughs> I saw this on the other podcast yeah. where it's like, we kind of just say, oh, I love you. It has to be like, yeah. <clears throat> love you, buddy. Love you, love buddy. You, love you, G. <laughs> yeah, that's how it has to go. Yeah, you have to balance yeah, it out. Come on. You have to balance hey, it out. We're we'll get ma- honest and elevating, but we're, not too honest. Come on now. We're, uh, <laughs> episode one, we're just young guys. We're not there yet. We're not there. So here, here's another question because I can now, we're going to take it to some deep, kind of a deep place. Deep, yeah? Okay. <laughs> I thought either. Yeah, we've been deep. Yeah, uh, but what are the five ha- things or habits you wish you knew or practiced in your 20s? Saving money. <laughs> Let me just go off the bat. I'm still uh, working on that. Be uh, imagine I, that's not a habit I'm, I'm even... Serious? Yeah. Uh, I was frivolous, man. Like, yeah. But the thing is, it wasn't for good reasons. It wasn't. It was to impress people. Mm. Like, the spending money mm. wasn't because I wanted Okay, to. Yeah, even me, I did that. Yeah, it was like, I want to make sure they see I'm driving this car. I want to make sure that when we go somewhere, I'll, I'll pay for this one or I'll, I'll pay for this, you know? Like, mm. that kind of thing. Not cool, because that money could have benefited me way more, because it was very temporary. Um, should we go back to back? I do one, you do one. Go ahead. Okay, so that's my my, my money, and then you go. Habit of productivity. There we go. Yeah. I think, I think work ethic is underrated. Mm. It's understated. As much as a lot of people say it, mm. to actually have a routine that's inculcated. Like mm. I wake up, jog. After mm. I jog, I shower. Mm. After I shower, I go to work. I yeah. work between this time and this time. Yeah. And then between this time and this time, I take meetings. Between this time and this time, I do this. Mm. I feel like having that structure and that stability in your mm. routine mm. is something that I wish I, cu- I like cultivated. Because mm. this whole time, you know, we were taught in schools, ring a bell, a bell rings, you do this. A bell mm. rings, you do that. Like, I feel like mm. being self-motivated and driven enough to have my own routine is something I really wish I worked on. Mm. I'm still working on since I'm in my 20s. Shout out. Yeah. Um, but like... That's the next phase of development for me. Because now you can imagine new city, mm. new 
uh, new group of people, mm. new school, mm. um, still have to make the podcast work. Mm. How much easier would it be if mm. I kind of had that habit of productivity where mm. I'm going between this time and this time, I'll be doing this between this time and this time, I'll be doing that. Um, yeah. So that's something I wish nice. I kind of emphasized on. And if you're in your 20s, I think you should really focus on having a routine that works yeah, and sticking to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one? Um the next one so this is not me trying to sound arrogant mm. but i'm really smart right i'm yeah. really smart and i took that for granted mm. especially in my late education i did my dissertation in 11 days that's not okay that's crazy if i if i actually tr- i did not try I'll be honest with yourself, you. like, yeah. I, I don't understand like i can't even express how much i didn't try like it's really bad and i look and i'm like i still got decent grades i was like if i even put an iota of effort into my sees using was like iota <laughs> <laughs> to uh, father yeah. his narrative <laughs> but like genuinely yeah. and even my family they get shocked they're like dude like how did you even do this in that time because they saw me yeah like just at the din- dining table uh, then go to bed relax like yeah. relax they're like dude you have three days left it's, like, it's fine you know that kind of it's fine if i had applied myself i would have had i mm, there's two it's twofold number one i would have just felt good that I got what I could have got. Like, I put everything in. There's nothing like leaving somewhere and knowing you left a lot on the table. Mm. If I put all my effort in, I would have felt good for myself. However, I would never have wanted to even pursue that educational path. But it was just for my own self, because I can never get those years back that I was mm. at uni. Um, and even when, because straight after uni, I went like on holiday and I was trying to reward myself, but I knew I wasn't tired. Like, I knew that there was so much more I could have done. So mm. that kind of was also made me make sure that Everything I, everything I do after uni, I don't leave things on the table. I don't leave mm. anything on the table. I'd rather be exhausted, but proud of myself mm. than being like, eh, I'll do it in a certain amount of time. Mm. Um, so that's one regret, like not leaving everything on the table when it came to uh, academics. But I think what, what happened for context, I mentioned like, I moved counties, right? Mm. So when I moved counties, I moved midway through year 11, which was the last year before my GCSEs. Mm. And I had to, and this is why I got arrogant in uni, because I had six months to, no, was it six months? Basically half a year. I came in the middle of the year and I had to now redo everything that people had done from the start of the year. So I managed to catch up and then exceed them before exams. So I was like, if I can do that, when I get to uni, I'm fine. And I still got really good grades, got into grammar school, etc. So I think now when I went to uni, I applied that same thing of uh, secondary school, but now uni is a very different ballgame mm. where it actually informs the rest of your life, right? So that's one thing, uh, taking my education more seriously. I think that's a very yeah. strong point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a very strong point. Yeah. And, and I don't even want to add or reduce yeah. anything no, this man has said, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, every iota yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of what you've said yeah, is leave actually it on the table. Leave exactly. On the table. I feel like, though, you know, don't be too hard on yourself because mm. the stories you share here are largely due to that life experience you have. So yeah, that's yeah. dope. Yeah. My side, I think, uh, final one. I think. Yeah, so three for three. Um, I really, really wish mm-hmm. that I treated people the way they're supposed to be treated. <sighs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. There are pe- yeah. These times, ah, there is the quote. I was uh-huh. looking for it in my head. Uh-huh. Thank you for giving me that file. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Beryl just gave us a nasty look. <laughs> That's expensive. <laughs> so, um, don't treat permanent relationships like temporary ones. Mm-hmm. And don't treat temporary relationships like permanent mm. ones. Come on. Because you see, the worst thing about this life is that it'll show you that temporary relationships should not be overvalued mm. and you will be punished for it. Trust yeah. me. And people who are meant to be permanent in your life, your family, mm. people who are loyal to you and have 
mm. kind of a lot of value to you Preach. needs to be invested in. Preach. You need to invest in those friendships. Oh my God. Yeah. And yeah. if you find yourself investing a lot into someone mm. and they kind of don't care enough to invest back, that's a very good in- indicator that the relationships you have are temporary and you should treat it as such. Go off. Go off. Yeah. Mm. So that's mm. that's what me I'm saying. Like just Facts. like be wise enough at your at your young age to invest in your family relationships, mm. in your friendships that have t- stood the test of time mm. and kind of create beautiful memories with those people because mm. We only here for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. before things really change. Mm. Yeah, because now that I'm approaching the end of my 20s, man, I'm just seeing my friends. Mm. The people who they are marrying are not the ones you thought they would. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's not the one you thought, yeah. buddy. Yeah, It's not the one yeah. you thought. So just focus on you, mm. focus on your development and focus on growing relationships that serve mm. you. Dude, like you're ex- you've literally said exactly what my final one was. I was only going to take it the angle of literally just family. Like my one regret is there was like three years of my life where didn't regard my family like i was so arrogant i ran away from home i was like mm. i didn't care and i was like, i'm gonna start a whole life by myself etc very very stupid i was like i had anger issues basically um and seeing the pain that i put them through even if afterwards you reconcile everything you still yeah you, even, carry that yeah, you can forgive and forget you can be christian everything yeah. blah, 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 but like you still remember the hurt yeah. you've done um to that person so yeah 100% yeah. especially family like yeah, friends for, friends yeah. are cool friends yeah friends may like, protect that relationship i just yo. even if i'm angry at someone you won't yeah. know i'll just be like mm, yeah. i'll deal with you at some yeah. point in life but yeah. not my, today yeah my thing is family man my, yeah. yeah just valuing my family i wish i did more yeah but Last it's good because now now i've uh now it's beautiful yeah it is yeah shout out to Eli's family shout out to my and family. my family everyone the babus Recently found out we're closer than we thought. <laughs> yeah, recently. <laughs> Very recently. Yeah, in a funeral. Ah, you know, uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, fr- yeah, yeah, you yeah. might be, you might be your cousin. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, the hills of Mary. <laughs> uh, two chiefs were born. In that <laughs> side. Where the soil is red. Where the soil is yeah. red. <laughs> and the sun is hot. Oh, God. <laughs> Last one? Uh, yes, yes, go yes. Go for it. Oh, there we go. And I think this is very, very apt, man. No, go for it. Um, where do you draw the line between being self-aware and being arrogant? So I'm going to change self-aware to being confident versus arrogance. So I don't think you can compare self-awareness and arrogance. I was talking to my cousin once uh, mm-hmm. and we were thinking about it. Mm. In my life, humility has been a vice. Mm. Really? It's not a virtue at mm. some point. Mm. Um, because look at us, Eli. Mm. What audacity must we have? Mm-hmm. <laughs> As mid-20, because <laughs> we did it in our mid-20s, yeah. to sit down and say, I, let's start a podcast about men's issues mm. and like social issues. Mm. As whom? <laughs> you know, with what authority do you speak? And you remember I told you, like, mm. we, 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 we must come off in some instances, as the most arrogant people yeah, yeah. on the planet. But at the same time, mm-hmm. if you have something of value to give the world, mm. try. Mm. Just do it. Mm. And mm. arrogance is a point where it becomes harmful to yourself and others. Yeah. That's why, that's that's why, that's why I check my ego. That's a sentence. Yeah. yeah. Say that again? Arrogance is when it becomes harmful to yourself and others. Yeah, that's, facts, where it's, yeah. that's where I check it. That's yeah. why I check my ego. Mm. But when you find, because I feel like sometimes you need a little bit of ego to kind of push 100%. through oh the nonsense that we are put through as young Africans 100%. in a harsh economic climate yeah. with 
uh, political systems that barely serve us. Mm, mm. Like we need to be arrogant. Yeah. Like not yeah. arrogant, but confident, I think. Yeah. But you need a little bit of ego to mm. kind of survive and serve, yeah, survive and push a vision and an agenda mm. in the circumstances in which we find ourselves. So like yeah. that's how I see it. Man. Mm. Like mm. when it gets to a point where I'm seeing we are able to do 11 seasons. Shout out to God and everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shout out to God. Because... Shout out to God and everyone. Because you and I both know. I wasn't ready. Yeah. Shout out to God and everyone. Because you and I both know. Yeah. Because you and I both know. It's just the everyone. I, yeah, I everyone. So everyone who's watching this. Like, we need every single password. Eli, we need every view we can get. No, it's the God thing. God and everyone. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I found it so funny. <laughs> because you know. Because oh. you're in the trenches oh, with me. You gosh. know just, oh, my just how much confidence. How much yeah. do we get away with? Oh, too much. Going to a cooking show, not knowing how to cook. Ah, uh, drop it <laughs> soon. Actually, this week. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Going God to God. a cooking show, not knowing how to cook. Yeah. Doing collaborations across the board. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting, like, uh, mm. fighting for a podcast of the award in Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. metrics. <laughs> we yeah. we don't even know what's going on over there. I swear. Going to South Africa mm. with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> surviving off of yeah. the goodwill of people, uh, oh, dude. Like it's good bone structure and vocabulary <laughs> at this point. <laughs> How are we not? You know, we are uh, a danger to ourselves uh, and others. <laughs> menace to society. Goodness me. Put that on a t-shirt. Menace to society. Oh. Man talk is a menace to society. <laughs> Basically, NWA. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, so dear. that's why I draw the line. No, facts, yeah. facts, well, facts. Yeah. So, like, yeah. confidence sometimes, a little bit of ego will take mm. you a long way, but just don't, like, don't mm. stretch the limits mm. of your work. Yeah. Yeah. That's facts. That's facts. Because you've taken it. <sighs> my, breath is, my breath is back. Sorry, bro. I just yeah. blew in the mic. Uh, because you've taken it very, like, holistically, I'm going to give a little story. Um, to sort of as an antidote. Yeah, there bit. you go. Yeah. I love a good story. Love yeah, good story, yeah. Today you're, you're in yeah. the mood. Yeah, oh, come on now. Dad come on now. <laughs> Dad buys. <laughs> yeah, my son. Hey. Yeah, there was a time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when that boy from option A in the other question. Uh, <laughs> Sit down. I was with you. <laughs> yes. Uh, so um, mm. I think I told, I don't know if I told this on this platform or on over 25s about my journey with ego. Um, as I mentioned, it was one of my insecurities was being different and use that as a positive. It did get to a point where it tipped over and it t- started to be a negative with my ego. So, um, 18, 19 years old, um, finished uh, my GCSEs, now doing A-levels. Uh, I went to one school, the grammar school, didn't like it, came back. But in that transition, I went back to my old school. So I came back like a returning king, like, yo, mm. you guys back type thing. Mm. That was really bad because I'd built social capital, hated it when I went, came back. So then in that, I came back with one of my buddies. No, I did talk about this, mm. on my journey mm. thing. <clears throat> long story, I'll, if I've talked about it before, then I'll just do long story short. Basically... Um, between 18 and 20, when I was doing my A-levels, etc., I was like the guy and I really thrived in all of my environments. If it was social, if it was ec- educational and that kind of affirmations, like, oh, you're the dude, you're the dude, mm. you're the dude, was really toxic because I had no regard for anyone that didn't give me value and I was like floating. I was like a young, young kid with too much, mm. uh, too much social capital, basically put it that way. And it's when you can just start going out. That's when the family stuff mm. messed up, right? So from that, I realized that when I went to uni, that all of the social capital doesn't matter because I, the, after Freshers' Week, I went to Freshers' Week, big ego, um, trying to still be the guy, but you have so many other people from different um, environments and they're like, 
this is bigger than like school. This is, you're not, you're, you're like no one here, right? So he went in with that kind of arrogance that we're going to be the guys, the guys, the guys. After a while, it got exhausting. And then my ego got really checked because it wasn't from anyone being overt. It was just less people turning up when I invite them. Um, a little, you hear someone say something about you, like, what? But I thought, you know, I thought I was the guy, I was the guy. That's when I realized that all like social capital, ego, popularity is like, it's all fodder. Like it doesn't mean anything. It's, it's, it's just air, it's fake. Because it's a, a perception, exactly. It's a perception in someone's mind, and that's very fickle because it can change. So now, even sort of coming to Kenya and then sort of gaining a bit of popularity here, just in our in our podcast and our small when we interact with people, I never have an ego now because I know I know it's all like it can all go. it's all go like that, and the perception can change from positive to negative. So that's been, my journey with ego has been like now, even if someone um, is talking about what you're doing and bigs you up, like I will never unless I need to get money, <laughs> go into a room or have a conversation about what I do from an arrogant point of view. It'll be from like a grateful point of view. Be like, oh yeah, we're just trying, we're doing this thing. Thank you. Because I never want to seem like oh, we have this, we have this podcast, we have this pl- social media platform because that for me is not sustainable. So I always come to a place of like humility and I'll let somebody else compliment or somebody else say what I'm doing is good rather than me saying it because I'd much prefer it that way. So that's been my journey with like ego. The only time I'll ever have to use it is if we're talking about metrics, numbers, impact, because we're trying to get a bag. That's the only time I ever now will like put your chest forward and say no, because you have to stand up for yourself in like meetings. That's the only time, but that's been my journey with ego and anything I'm doing um, and just interacting with people when they're talking about like what you're doing, who you are within your sort of society and your group. So that's my journey. If you hear me talk about the podcast to you, it means you're very close to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, like, Because yeah, yeah. I have a very tight-knit group of friends. So yeah. the topic of the podcast comes out comes up all the time because yeah. we're obsessing about this thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah. it's become a part of who I am. Yeah. So it, yeah. sometimes, now this is the problem. Mm. When I talk about it, some people call it arrogance. Mm. Mm. Um, because they're like, ah, oh, but you're always talking about man talk and what you guys mm. are doing. And, uh, but mm. for me, it's like, nah, be. Mm. It's because I'm sharing a life experience with you because it's my life experience right now. Yeah. Like man talk has been mm. kind of, revolutionary in how mm. i've lived my life and i tell you all the time like mm. for me my life has really changed mm. um yeah. not just from a place of like finances or or mm. social capital or it's mm. a place of like understanding human beings like yeah. these days the questions i ask even me i shock myself when mm. i ask the questions mm. Mm. when i'm sitting down with my friends and there's a level of depth that this podcast has given me mm-hmm. um that allows me to kind of navigate socially that wasn't there before yeah yeah and I do measure who I can mm. talk about the podcast with. I always go, thank you, thank you. And then mm. I just leave it at that. But yeah, like, yeah. Um, I think the vision we have for what we are trying to achieve doesn't come from a place of arrogance. It comes from a place of we want to try and mm. change the narrative around men, essentially black men around the world. Because yeah. Yeah. y'all are tripping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah man that's 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 facts that's facts that's facts there is um i feel like we've that's that's time we've probably done like an hour yeah um i think it's been a good q a man I, I i swear these are my favorite episodes oh yeah they're always my favorite because i never know because you know you can have a topic yeah like this one is just eh, or th- we'll, like we'll it's like happen. sit down and produce the gems exactly like literally yeah. off the off the hip so yeah. i hope uh it's there's been some sort of value uh some sort of fun at the same time uh, shout out to god and everyone <laughs> shout out to god and everyone <laughs> and everyone because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> skin of our teeth come man. on now every day um, so and also thank you kafisi lovely to be back uh, so we hope you enjoyed this podcast half as much as we enjoyed making it because we had a ball there we go see you next week guys peace